we now have the names of the 53 men who will begin the New England Patriots championship defense campaign. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Laser Focus, presented by Guy Boston Sports. My name is Justin. Now let me welcome in my wonderful co-host, Faith. Hello! It is finally football season. We have some meaningful football to talk about, but before we talk about that, we need to wrap up the preseason. Yes. Very, very excited about meaningful football. Just actually minutes <laughs> away at this point from Thursday Night Football. We will not be raising a banner, but we'll be getting to that later. So, Faith, why don't we talk about your final thoughts on the preseason? Yeah, so final thoughts on the preseason. Obviously, we lost the game, but, you know, there wasn't many important people playing in that last game. I saw we saw a lot of flashes, like, from people like Jacoby Myers in the preseason. The starters that played looked good. We had a little scare with Demarius Thomas, but mm-hmm. he's on the roster, and he looked good in that um, final game. So that was exciting. Yeah. Um, that's what, that's all I have right now. I mean, but... it, it was exciting to see Josh Gordon. Um, the, the thumb injury to Julian Edelman that I haven't heard much about that. So it looks like he's playing, but yeah, he wasn't on IR this week. So yeah. that's a good sign. Uh, it was really cool to see Demarius Thomas. It was really cool to see Jared Stidham get starting wide receivers. It was against third string talent. So who knows about that, but it was really cool to see Jared Stidham, you know, actually do well. Um, yeah. Because we did see Tom Brady with Jacoby Myers in game three, and that did not go well at all. (laughs) But uh, besides that, Faith, how about we get into the roster? All right. Okay. Well, why don't we start with the most important position, which is quarterback. So obviously you have a 42-year-old Tom Brady backed up by Jared Stidham. Brian Hoyer, to some people's surprise. Yeah. And I, I'm surprised that he was cut so late. I figured they would have cut him around the same time they cut Ryan yeah, Allen. Um, I understand what you're saying, but he it, he's he's only 33, I think. Obviously, he worked behind Tom Brady. He's a good football mind. He's very, very smart in mm-hmm. the football sense. So I think that they knew if they had cut him at any time that there was going to be a lot of interest and he got oh yeah i mean you're, you're seeing deal. danny etling get picked up by uh, atlanta and he was like a third string here for like but, two um, years right hoyer got got picked up uh well picked up he got signed by indy and got a really amazing deal so that's good that's i'm actually very happy for him and four years 12 million right uh maybe three but it's definitely for 12 million um okay. yeah nine guaranteed so <laughs> that's ridiculous but, we're gonna get more to guaranteed a little later i do though. feel like jared stidham is gonna be a solid backup i'm i, I was impressed with what i saw in the uh, preseason yeah i do too my only concern is uh letting a rookie run the scout team but from what i'm aware of jimmy garoppolo for the most part did that his rookie i season. believe so and if if bill was gonna cut hoyer he would have faith that stidham can do everything that hoyer yeah did, of course so. of course um you know obviously there are no concerns with tom brady Hopefully he's nice and pliable. He's been hitting the resistance bands over the offseason. Just opened up a TB12 clinic in Boston. Putting on some muscle. Yeah, put on a few pounds, uh, we think, to take the hits. Although, I don't know if he ever actually told us what the muscle was for. That was He gained a little bit of weight. Yeah, gained a little bit of weight to be able to take hits more effectively. Hopefully it doesn't slow him down because he's already slow. Yeah. Let's get on to the running back space. So, this running back back team is... is, is, uh, Consists of James White, Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, Damian Harris, and Brandon. I Bolden. love it. I love this. This is a very dynamic group yeah. of running backs. This is not 
this is like the definition of yeah. run by committee. So you have James White, amazing pass catching tight. Uh, sorry, amazing pass catching running back. He was very impressive last season. He was breaking records. You have Sony Michelle and Damian Harris, both like power guys, can make great cuts. They both just run for their life. It's really cool to watch. Brandon Bolden, versatility, great on special teams, and then Rex Burkhead. Also, he's just like I mean, he's a he's a decent running back and can help when you need him. So I am very impressed yeah. by this running back. I guess we should we should probably mention uh, James Devlin, the fullback, but they use him kind of as a running back anyway. That um, so I expect James Devlin to have four to five touchdowns this season. I know it's a little high, but Bill Belichick, for whatever reason, loves to use him. Yeah, on the he's a great blocker too. Very important yeah. in that. Sense. But I mean, obviously, we think that James White is going to be the feature back of this group. Yes. But I, I don't even know if we're going to have a feature back. They're going to use James White from all accounts. Sony Michelle can catch the ball now. Rex Burkhead, mainly except for like scheming options, has been a you know pass catching uh, running, running back. back. Yeah. And we're I'm really excited to watch Damian Harris. So I mean, this is you talk about the two-headed monster that was in New Orleans of Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, which obviously doesn't exist anymore. But this is this is a four-headed monster. Yeah, I mean, I, you this... know what? It's I just think that all of these guys are going to be able to have a solid contribution to this year. So. Yeah, I mean, two of these guys, especially Sony Michelle and Damian Harris, could be workhorse backs on probably bad teams, but they could be workhorse backs that play all. Three oh, down. for sure. So um, so certainly. Certainly, have you have someone to protect Damian uh, to protect Sony Michelle's knee, which is Damian yeah. Harris, also Rex Burkhead. Yeah. So, so wide receivers. Okay, which is a little bit of an area of concern, but Faith, why don't we? Why don't you go first on so that? So we have Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, Philip Dorsett, Jacoby Myers, Gunnar Osheski, and Demarius Thomas. Nikhil Harry was just put on the IR, so mm-hmm. I believe it's after week six that we can get him back in playing. Um, six or eight. It's it's a significant amount. Somebody of time, somebody will have to get cut for him to come back. Or yeah, um, which is this whole thing is a weird it was situation. Very weird actually, going on. But, yeah, the fact that they they cut Demarius Thomas, they pick back up. They they cut Demarius Thomas. They put Nikhil Harry on IR cut and then they signed Demarius Thomas. They again. cut Olszewski, then called him and said they were going to, they just, they changed their mind and they were going to sign. Yeah. This is, this is not something that typically happens in New no. England. It's just typically another team that you have this weird confusion. Yeah. With. So I'm a little confused, um, but each one of these receivers, I have questions about. I... So Ju- Julian Edelman, um, we, we question the thumb. He's probably, he's the, obviously the number one receiver. Yes. Um, Demarius Thomas just came off a torn Achilles and he's old. Josh Gordon, if he can lay off the weed, the cocaine, and all other drugs, insert below, uh, then he'll be good. I drafted him in a fantasy football league, and I <laughs> immediately I regretted it before I did it, but he was the best available. I would available. never. And I, I may be starting him this week because I'm that dire of a situation. <laughs> uh, Philip Dorsett, I'm feeling pretty good about, yeah. but... Actually, I have no concerns about Bill really Jacoby Myers and Gunnar Olszewski, simple. They're rookies. Yep. That's, yeah. So, obviously, Julian Edelman, maybe he's coming off the thumb injury. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe he'll be a little slow, but we're obviously going to see him need Julian yeah. Edelman all season. So, I don't really have any concerns there. Josh Gordon, obviously, pretty unreliable. Hopefully, he can pull it together. Harry, we don't really know. We're not going to probably know till about halfway through the season. So there's... And hamstring for a wide receiver is never no. a good thing, especially when you're no. a rookie. And then Dorsett, obviously uh, reliable. Mm-hmm. Patriots love him clearly. And then 
well, Chessie will be very important on special teams, and hopefully Myers can get it yeah. together with Brady. And it, it's, it could be a very, very good receiving group. It, it could, again, if Josh Gordon can lay off the drugs <laughs> and Demarius Thomas can function and Nikhil Harry comes back. But, uh, Faith, I'm curious. I happen to believe that Philip Dorsett's going to be the number two receiver, at least to start. What, what do you think? You could predict that. I just think that we need to see what happens, like how it plays out, because you really don't know with the Patriots. They could go out there and you wouldn't even they they're very unpredictable. Who do you think is the number two receiver? I would I would think it would be Josh Gordon. Just because he was working with Tom Brady in the offseason. He was here last year. Okay. I mean maybe, but we didn't we didn't see him play with Tom Brady. In the in the preseason, have, I don't know how much we do have off- photograph proof that he was working out with Tom Brady and practicing this off season. So we do, we do. I just believe it's going to be Philip Dorsett that at least at the beginning. Okay. Um, I just don't think they should rely on Josh Gordon until we know that he's again off the drugs. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So let's go on to tight end. Uh, Benjamin Watson suspended for the first four games. So we have uh, Matt Lacoste and Brian Izzo and Faith. We. <laughs> Well, we didn't. We disagree. We know I think this is the them. worst position on the team by far. It's not close, but that might even that might be okay. Well, you know, I think that Izzo sh- has shown some promise in the preseason. Really, yeah, he caught one good pass. And they, well, here's the thing: they had a lot of guys out there just trying to see what was going to happen. So he didn't like. There wasn't a lot of like opportunity for him to like be like one like one of the guys because we had. That uh, Eric kid from Atlanta that got cut because he wasn't even good. And then you had Ben Watson out there for a little bit. Obviously, he got injured. Um, there were there was just there were there wasn't just these two. So I don't think he got to show his full potential. I think that he could be. I think working with Josh McDaniels and the Patriots, he could be a decent player this year. And Lacoste wasn't bad in Denver, so we haven't seen much of him. But I don't I don't think it's going to be awful. I think that they could definitely get to a point where they where they were helping the team. Okay. I mean, you you know my opinion. I think that this is the worst position on the okay. team. But we'll see. Okay. I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Um, offensive offensive line. line. So the big guys that are protecting your 42-year-old quarterback. Let's start with Isaiah Wynn, the starting left tackle who has never played a game in the NFL, again, protecting your 42-year-old quarterback. So left tackles Isaiah Wynn, uh, followed by that is Joe Tooney, and then Ted Karras. Shaq Mason, Marcus Cannon, Russell Bodine, Jermaine Illuminor, and Faith, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's the one with the very large head. Uh, yeah, Russell Bodine, Jermaine Elmore, and Corey Cunningham. Yes, but uh, Jermaine Illuminor is the one with the large head, it correct? Is, yeah. Okay, okay. That head is massive. Um, so it was interesting to me last week to see the moves that Bill Belichick was making. It, it really did seem like he was very uncomfortable with this offensive line. Yeah, so we obviously touched on this last week, but Andrews was officially put on mm-hmm. the season-ending injury list, so he won't be playing this season. Um, Ted Karras will be taking yes, the spot Yes, Karras will now. be the center. Obviously, we're good with Cannon, Mason, Tooney. Those guys have good experience in the organization. They were awesome in previous years, so I'm fine, with, I'm fine there. Isaiah Wynn looked good in the uh, preseason. So hopefully he can go out there mm-hmm. and do that in the regular season. And Bodine, um, Elmanor, and Cunningham are kind of wild cards because I haven't seen him play for the Patriots yet, personally. And I, I I didn't really, obviously, they're 
O-linemen, so I didn't pay much attention to them with their previous yeah. teams. So I don't really know much about that right now. I, I mean, I think it's very, you know, questionable uh, that Bill Belichick's doing this a week before the season starts. This is, you know, he, he clearly, I mean, by the first, by the second or third move he made, it, like the first one, you're like, okay, you're just get, getting some depth. Second one, you're like, okay, what's going on here? Someone's hurt. The third one, you're like, he seems uncomfortable with the offensive line yeah. he has. They, they all, they, um, so Andrews hurt. They lost um, Trent Brown last year. Isaiah Wynn probably. Big Trent. Yeah. Um, and then um, Isaiah Wynn probably can't go out there and play a whole game. Or maybe they're, I don't know, that's just an inference, but maybe they're a little worried just because he's coming off injury about him being able to, like, play a lot of snaps. Yeah. And then you I, also I would... lost Ladrian Waddle last year. So they're they're probably trying to fill in spots. Is yeah, they, I I um I agree on the Isaiah yeah. one thing. Yeah, and Karras is usually a lineman, like a backup, where like one of these three guys would go. But since he's taking out center position, that's why you also need another guy there. Yeah, I agree on the Isaiah Win thing. I think if he if there's a slight chance that your left tackle, your starting left tackle, who's never played an NFL game, uh, a regular, regular season, season game, yeah. or, or playoffs, never played a meaningful football game. Um, if there's a slight chance he can't finish the game, you need you need a solid yeah. left tackle. Yep. I mean, that's one of the most important people. That's that's the guy protecting you from Khalil Mack. Not that they play yeah. in Chicago this and, year. But. And even though I said these were wild cards, I, I, I'm just not – like, I couldn't say, like, oh, they're going to be perfect. But I'm not going to say they're bad because they all made the roster. So, Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, the, the offensive line is um, kind of spearheaded by Dante Scarnecchia. Um, we saw what happened – couple of years ago when he retired or wasn't with the Patriots yeah. and that offensive line was a disaster with Swiss cheese. Uh, so I have a lot of faith in him as a coach. And I mean, this, this, from what I've seen, seems like a, a decent enough group of guys to protect Tom Brady. I hope, um, I really do hope so. So this is one of the most interesting positions for me, defensive end. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested this, by this position. This is insane. Michael Bennett, just defensive end. Michael Bennett, John Simon, Dietrich Wise, Chase Winovich, and Shalik Calhoun. This, this, like, the, the Patriots' defensive line has never been the star of the show. Yeah. And it's not this year either. But it could be. when have we, like, especially so far in preseason, they should be putting pressure on the quarterback, like, I don't know that we've ever seen or we have not seen in years. Yeah. I mean, Michael Bennett obviously was part of Legion of the Boom. I mean, he is. Mm-hmm. He is old, so there are questions around he's him. He's but... older, but I don't think he's lost any of his playing abilities. He's, I love Michael Bennett. John Simon looked looked pretty good last year. Dietrich Twise looked great last year. Chase Winovich, we have talked about him a lot on this podcast. Absolute in my opinion, the animal. steal of the draft. Absolute animal. And then Shelly Calhoun. Uh, I believe dealing with an injury, he might just be coming off of it. So a little questionable there, but we drafted him. He made the yeah. roster, obviously a solid player. So, yeah, I mean Michael Michael Bennett and Dietrich Wise and Chase Winovich, who again I I can't say enough about. Um, I think a lot of fans outside of the Patriots are going to think he's uh, Clay Matthews, but <laughs> you know I I truly do believe that he's going to be the star of, of the draft, yeah. you know, five years down the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this, this defensive, this defensive, this whole defense as a unit is, is great. So let's move on to defensive tackle. Lawrence guy, Danny Shelton, Adam Butler, and Byron. Cowell. Yeah. These are 
large individuals. I love this. To say the very I least. love this. Lawrence Guy and Adam Butler, we've seen them multiple seasons. They're 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 good players. Danny Shelton, great on stopping the run. That guy is uh-huh. that guy is that's a big guy right there. And I, I yeah. like his all all of these guys are large human <laughs> I beings. I like his style of play. And Byron Cowart was very impressive in the preseason. So I'm excited to see him in as you keep saying, in an actual meaningful game in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this, again, like, building off of the defensive ends, the defensive tackles, this this should be exciting. They should be getting tons of pressure on the quarterbacks. And, you know, speaking of pressure on the quarterbacks, are we, uh, let's move on to linebackers. Yeah. Let me just add, though, I believe Lawrence Guy is very underrated. So I'd love to see him with all the talent around him and just see how the line looks this year. It's looked okay. really good. Yeah, I, I prefer Adam Butler. I think Byron Coward's going to be a you know great. Uh, Danny Shelton, obviously, we want in the run run stop. He was arguably a big part of the Super Bowl. Um, not arguably, but he was. arguably he was. arguably won us a Super Bowl because he shut down Todd Gurley, who was hurt at the time. But you know that's beside the fact. Anyway, linebacker on getting to on getting to the quarterback. My favorite position on the Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy. Jamie Collins back after a uh, short disastrous stint in Cleveland. <laughs> Jawan Bentley and Landon Roberts. So Dante Hightower maybe looked like he had, he wasn't he like slowed down a little bit. I'd say from when he was younger, but like pre, like postseason last year looked awesome. Kyle Van Noy, I believe, had an absolute breakout year last year. Looked amazing. Jamie Collins. Out of the depths of hell of Cleveland, and uh, <laughs> Juwan Bentley and Alandon Roberts, um, not, not like I can't. I mean, I can't say a lot about them. Just Alandon Roberts, like I would just say, is mediocre. I mean, he's he's had to start with us in dire times, and then Juwan Bentley looked good when he played last year. So I'm excited about this position. Yeah, I mean, last year I think Alandon Roberts was like two on the depth chart, which was concerning. But three, now that three, he's I like, believe it was you know, it was against the Eagles that he was when Dante Hightower was out. But yeah, um, well, whenever Alandon Roberts was like the number one linebacker or a starter, that was concerning. But I, I'm completely content with him being a fifth linebacker. Oh, for sure. I mean, can we just talk a little bit about people comparing this this group of linebackers to the 2004 defense? Because yeah. I know that the, the people think this is a great defense, which it is, but I don't think that these linebackers stack up to Willie McGinnis, Teddy Bruschi, you know, all um, Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Th- there was a fifth one. I don't remember. Uh, the four, fourth or fifth yeah. one. I don't remember who they were, but this was, I mean, you had Willie McGinnis, you had Mike Vrabel, you had Teddy Bruschi yeah. on that team. I, I don't think that that's what we have. I think we have something special. We don't have those names, and we don't have the people that have been like that have that have been as dominant as them, I guess you could say. But I truly believe these first three guys, Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins, I believe mm-hmm. they have immense talent with those three. And I just yeah. think that it could be really something special to watch here. I mean not that the the Patriots go over against some tough running backs, obviously. Uh, Saquon Barkley, the toughest week six Thursday night football. Yeah. And I and New I don't want to I don't want to take anything away from a Landon Roberts. He's good. Mm-hmm. And Juwan Bentley, I mean, he's super young. He still has his whole career ahead of him, and yeah. he could be really good too. So, I, I just uh, I really want to see these guys have to cover a good running back. Yep. So, for me, again, yep. that comes week six when they play Saquon Barkley sure. and the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Thursday Night Football, 
First time Eli Manning comes back here since beating us in the Super Bowl. We also have to play the Jets twice, and they have Le'Veon Bell, so. Yeah. Well, we'll see how he fits into that offense. I need to see that before I believe it, but we'll see how he fits into that offense. Another strong position here. Cornerback. This, This might be... This might be the strongest position on the team. Cornerback headlined by Stephon Gilmore, Jason McCourty, Jonathan Jones, J.C. Jackson, and Joan Williams, who we did talk about out of Vanderbilt in our first podcast. Yeah. They name me the weak spot on this group. The, the weak spot. Is it Jonathan Jones? Is it J.C. Jackson? I, I don't know where the weak spot could be. Where I'm going to say... I'm going to say J.C. Jackson, and that is, like, so far-fetched. I disagree. I think it's Jonathan Jones, but it's marginal. Yeah, it is marginal, marginal, and the only reason I don't say Jones is just because Chung, like, Chung got hurt in the Super Bowl, and Chung was, like, he was actually playing outside linebacker a little bit because Chung is a really versatile player. Jones never played that in his career, and the Patriots were like, well, Chung doesn't get hurt. We have no backup plan. Jones, you're going and you're doing this. And he did it. So I give him credit for that. And I think he's really good. And Jackson, okay, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking cornerback wise. For sure. But, and I Jackson, mean, and Jackson's how, young. This, so, but, but how do you pass on this? How do you pass on this secondary? This is, you have Stefan Gilmore, which if you are going by the top 100, I believe was the best corner in the league last year. By pro football focus, he was. So you have best corner in the league last year Jason McCourty incredible talent uh you could say maybe the best defensive play of the Super Bowl I think you yeah, yeah. against Brandon Cooks yeah. absolutely save save the yeah. game and then you have Jonathan Jones uh really I think coming out of his shell last year turning to a really decent player had some great plays last year JC Jackson undrafted one of those Bill one of those, guys, those guys one of those guys and he is he was very impressive, especially in the ASC Championship game. And then Juwan uh-huh. Williams, who we've talked about a lot, I think will will be a good player for this group too. Is he really fifth on the depth chart, Juwan Williams? I don't know. I don't know, but it's like it's hard. To, it's hard to even depth these guys after Stephon Gilmore, Jason McCourty, which are a clear one, two. Who's third, fourth, and fifth here? Because I think it really just depends on what it looks like when they get out there. Honestly, JC Jackson is fast. He is. So, for instance. When they play a fast guy, like when they play Antonio Brown versus Julio Jones, not that they play either of them, and we're going to get to Antonio <laughs> Brown in other news about that today. Um, but like J.C. Jackson, J.C. Jackson is faster, so I feel like they would put him on like an Antonio Brown. Um, and I feel like they might put a Juwan Williams or Jonathan Jones on him, but again, you'd put you'd put Stephon Gilmore on him. Okay, so, let's move on to safety. safety. Devin McCourty, Patrick Chung, Duran Harmon, Terrence Brooks, Obi Melifonwu. We've had some, some. I saw Twitter, a little bit of disagreeing with that move of having Obi Melifonwu on the roster. Mm-hmm. And then you have Nate Ember, who's not really a safety. He's a special but... teamer. He's not a safety. <laughs> this is, this is again, very strong. Devin McCourty, Patrick Chung, Duran Harmon, Terrence Brooks, Obi Melifonwu. Name me the weak spot here, Faith. It might be Obi Melifonwu or Terrence Brooks, but I don't even yeah. know. I mean, they're good players. Obi came in halfway through the season and had decent contribution to the team. I mm-hmm. think after learning, um, I think he was dealing with some injury in the offseason. But I think after being with the team now for as long as he was and getting to start the season with the team, 
I think he'll have a greater role than he did last year. So I'm excited to see what he looks like. Terrence Brooks. Uh, I think, I, I mean, McCordy, Chung, and Harmon are obviously your number, your top three safeties right there. And they're, they're all very, very, very good. Um, so I think Terrence Brooks might just be like a little bit of insurance just because they're all getting older. But he's also a special teamer. Um, I don't know how much of a role he's going to play in the defense, but the safety position is just as strong as I, it's ever yeah, I mean, been. It, I, I wouldn't even be shocked if we saw some safety blitzes at some point this season because they have the capability to we do saw it. That with, be, we saw that with Harmon in the Super Bowl. So We do. We, we did. And I, I mean, I, they should almost do it more. Like, they have the capability to do it. There's, there's really no weak spots on this but defense Patriots except for maybe a Landon Roberts twice. who's the fifth linebacker. I'm sorry, the Patriots, you can never predict what they're doing because they rarely do the same thing twice. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Um, although, I think Stefan Gilmore will be on Juju Smith-Schuster on oh, Sunday. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um. So let's finish this off with special team Steven Guskowski, who I have a love-hate relationship with, cost me $500 in the Atlanta Super Bowl, <laughs> and I was very he impressed is not when that clutch. happened. He is not a clutch player. Not clutch. He's missed a kick in the final game of the season for five years in a row. Um, so that's two conference championships and a Super Bowl, or three Super Bowls or something. Um, actually, it might be four Super Bowls and a conference championship. Because <laughs> we always make the Super Bowl. So not anyway, special teams. Anyway, special teams. Steven Guskowski. Jake Bailey, the new rookie punter out of Stanford. Hopefully he can hold the ball correctly. Joe Cardona, Matthew Slater, and Nate Ebner, obviously. Yeah. Faith, anything you want to talk about? I Goskowski, I have my feelings on him. Clearly the so organization likes him. He's old. He misses kicks. But, you know, he it's a kicker. He'll be fine. He'll be no, 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 no. Bill Belichick brings in punters to compete with Ryan Allen. Why hasn't he brought in someone no, to compete with Steven Guskowski? I agree. He's clearly Why a hasn't favorite he done in the organization. That? He, it's just the, he even brought, he brought in Jimmy Garoppolo to scare Tom Brady. He brought in Jared yeah. Stidham just to make yeah. Tom Brady work yeah. harder. Why are you doing that to your quarterback and not your kicker? It's obviously a little worse, and he's going to pop the, either the, the organization is in love with him or they just think that it'll get in his head if they bring someone in and he'll do even worse. I almost feel like he has information on someone because, like, why wouldn't you give him competition? <laughs> um, it is... Literally, we we traded up in the fifth round to draft a punter. I know, I know. but he made why the, didn't... he made the roster, so that's yeah, next. Jake Bailey makes the roster. Ryan Allen was obviously mm-hmm. that was a couple. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that last but, week. So we knew Bailey was making the roster. So no surprise there. But you know, look yeah. good. Hopefully, he can he continues that in the regular season. Cardona, he's all good. And then Slater, we have a team captain, team leader, pretty important guy for the mm-hmm. spirit of the team. I'd say and he's great on special teams. So, yeah. So let me just let me just close off by you know talking about a little bit about the special teams. I mean, that's not really something that gets talked about in other cities or other places. Uh, we do care about that here. We do talk about it a lot, and I, I think that that special teams wins championships. Um, you know, I know the saying is defense wins championships, but Bill Belichick is always big on all three phases of the game. And special teams is certainly a phase. It's very important. You score points, you get field position off it. So we don't want to overlook special teams. That's a it's a good group. It's a solid group. But uh, anyway, Faith, let's get to some of the news. So I want to start off with Zeke Elliott's six-year, $90 million extension, yeah. 15 per and $50 million guaranteed. 
That um, is 103 he, million over eight years. That is that is the highest paid running back in the league, and that's a, that's a lot of money for an NFL player in general. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Faith. 103 million, including the previous two years. Oh yeah, it's over the next eight years. That's what he's going to make because it was an extension. So. Okay, yeah. so by the time the contract is done, if you add this current one, the current one, yep. and then the six-year yes. extension will be 130. Yeah, which okay. is, that's, that's big NFL money. Not just you know what, the highest paid running back, that is a lot of money. You know what, it's 15 per. Todd Gurley got somewhere in the range of 17. Le'Veon Bell got somewhere in the range of 13 per. Um, no, I don't think they got anywhere near the amount guaranteed. Elliot did break. But... Gurley's record for being the highest paid running back in history so yeah I mean in my opinion Jerry Jones spent you know million or two more than he had to but you have to do that when your team is built like a fantasy football team and you have a mediocre quarterback with a first round pick running back you have to overpay and you're stupid you're stupid for designing your lineup around a man who wears a crop top suit (laughs) but you know what but I obviously I agree with you the price it's it's a little bit much but they need him, so you got to do what yeah, you got to I mean, do. They do need him, and I don't think anyone really gets screwed on the deal. Right. Um, speaking of getting screwed on a deal. <laughs> oh, boy. Faith, why don't you start with Jared this? Jared Goff. Four-year extension. $33 million per. $134 million, 110 guaranteed. That is... $110 million asinine. guaranteed. That is ridiculous for Jared Goff, a, who can't throw a spiral in the Super Bowl. Tell me how He is a it. system quarterback. This guy's a system quarterback, and you're giving him $33 million per. This is the most amount of money that's ever been guaranteed to a quarterback. This is the most amount of money I can ever I can think of that ever has been guaranteed to anyone, I don't want to give actually. Sean McVay too much credit. But I think he has a much bigger part in that team succeeding than Jared Goff. And I think this is ridiculous. Jared Goff is a system quarterback. You can go find anyone that does what Jared Goff does. You could get Jared Stidham for half a million dollars to do what Jared Goff does. (laughs) It's not difficult to do what Jared Goff does. You pass to Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, and Robert Woods. And you hand off to Todd Gurley. And then after that, you have Tyler Higbee, who's your tight end who's not bad, and then remind me who the backup tight end is in uh, L.A. I don't know. I don't, know. They don't really use the tight end position. Uh, well, we're going to find We're going to find out. I'm sorry. Backup running back. Oh, running back. He's. I don't think he's even there anymore. What was his name? C.J. Anderson? No, he's not even there anymore. They must have a new one. Their backup running back is Malcolm Brown. 26-year-old. Honestly, never heard of him, if I'm being honest. I have not either. I've heard of the other Malcolm Brown, but... Todd Gurley has arthritis in his knee. We're going to get to know this guy pretty well. Um, <laughs> so oh let's but move again, on to the absolute clown show that went down oh today. This is, this is, we're not swearing on this podcast, but this is a bleep show. <laughs> this is a disaster. This is a dumpster fire, whatever you want to call this. This is a mess. And of course, we're talking about none other than Antonio Brown. So let's just go back a couple of days and let's just start off with Antonio Brown uh, deciding that he was going to do whatever he wanted the past couple of years, and he's just not going to go to practice. And the Raiders, who paid him $80 million, um, $30 million guaranteed, are not going to take that. So you know what they're going to do? They're going to fine him. And what is unprofessional Antonio Brown going to do? He's going to post the letter on Instagram, okay? And then the GM is going to get mad at him because 
why wouldn't you get mad when a player that you're paying well, who's disrespecting you and posting letters online, how are you not going to get mad at him? And then, you know what stupid Antonio Brown is going to do? He's going to threaten to punch the GM of the team that he plays for. While screaming in his face. Let's just add that. And then apparently, I, re- I was reading a tweet, and apparently he punted a ball and said, find me for yeah. that. And again, he's only getting fined $50,000. I know that's a lot for normal people, but that's nothing for Antonio Brown. No. Now, Faith, we're gonna. I want to talk. I want to get back to Antonio Brown. But do you remember when it appeared that he was traded to Buffalo? Because I just, I just think as Patriots fans, this would have been a lot of fun if Antonio Brown was in was in Buffalo. Oh, for sure. But I also think that Buffalo may have been a more functional team for him. Than- oh, absolutely not. Buffalo is not functional. Uh, but back to Oakland. This this is just ridiculous at this point. I mean, he's going to miss the first game. There, There's a chance that the Raiders suspend him for so long that he's going to miss the $30 million guaranteed. Um, and at that point, he would never play a game for the Raiders. So this whole this whole um, experiment, the Antonio Brown experiment. Me, this guy doesn't care about playing in the NFL. I mean, oh, it's pretty clear. This Antonio Brown experiment in Oakland could be done quickly. I don't think it will because you've spent so much time and money. Yeah, I mean, but... he's gone down in books. He's broke records. He's proved at one point that he could be the best receiver in the NFL, and he's been in AFC Championship games. Was he in the Super Bowl? Yes, he was in 2011. He was in the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, truly, truly transcended talent. I mean, he catches a lot of very, very horrible passes from it from Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, so, but back to my point, though. I mean, he's played in all these meaningful games. I really think he, besides getting a ring, he's really accomplished anything that he wanted to accomplish. So, I just think that he doesn't care anymore. And he's... He's, he's really, he's just ungrateful. I mean, this is, this is insane. Can you, can you imagine being a Raiders fan at this point? I, I... A couple, a couple can seasons ago... Steelers fan, you must be so happy right now. He'd be so excited. But imagine being a Raiders fan for a second. A couple years ago, your team is looking like it's going to contend with the Patriots. um, And then your quarterback goes and breaks his leg like week 14 or something. And then you find out the team's moving to Vegas. And then you still realize that uh, Derek Carr is your quarterback, which is just a disaster waiting to happen again. Um, And then you get Antonio Brown. You get Antonio Brown. That's That's a fun thing. Fireworks are going off, right? This is going to be great. Derek Carr is going to be back to his almost MVP season that he was having. And then, you know what? Oh, no, I don't, I don't want to go that far. Well, that's what was going. That was, that was what was being talked about. Yeah, I, I, did, I did not think that was going to happen. I, uh, for the record, I didn't either. That's just what was being said. And then you have this. This is this is ridiculous. I mean, I don't see. I mean, Josh Jacobs obviously very very promising draft pick that they got. So clearly they could they. I mean, they it, they look better than they did before. But now with all this BS and a- Antonio Brown just completely disregarding the team and having any respect for them whatsoever, it's looking like a sh- uh, bleep show once again for mm-hmm. the Raiders. So, oh for sure. Um, you have any more thoughts on Antonio Brown besides that we're just going to kind of follow up on it as the season goes no, on? No, but um, I am I, – f- I feel bad for Raiders fans right now. I really do. I will say this. I wish Hard Knocks continued into the regular oh, season. Oh, I this is all that I cared about for Hard Knocks. Very disappointing season, by the way. <laughs> okay, so let's get into Banner Night. Oh, So game prediction I for Sunday so Night Football. I am so fired up for this. 
there should be a new actually there is a new Sunday night football song celebrating the hundredth anniversary of Sunday night of the NFL between Carrie Underwood and Joan Jett. Yep. Uh, very excited to see that, but more excited to see the banner get I dropped. I just cannot wait to be in those seats on Sunday night. Me and Justin will both be at the game. Very mm-hmm. excited. I'm very excited yes. for Sunday night. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that game. Obviously, we mentioned that Stefan Gilmore is going to be on Juju, yeah. we think. And then, uh, I mean, obviously, there's... obviously, they don't have Bell anymore, but you had a Pro Bowl running back who... I think surprised yeah, James everyone. Carter. This this should be a good test for the G- defense. Yes, actually. that's what I'm saying. I I think he really surprised everyone last year. Clearly, a a very good yeah. running back. I mean, this is this is realistically the biggest test for the defense until they play. And Cleveland. I think it'll be I think it'll be a good start for the defense to get out there and have to go against an offense like the Steelers. It's hard for me to say that they actually have a good. Yeah, offense. I mean, again, again, you know, Mike Tomlin. Not the smartest. I don't think I don't think he's a coach at all, but somehow. That team doesn't look awful. No. Um, but I, I mean, it's it's tough to predict how a team's going to be. Yeah, I, I mean, I Certainly. see, I see. I mean, they have TJ Watt, but I see our our offense going out there and starting with a bang. I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, yeah they have Devin Bush, who was selected tenth uh, or eleventh overall, somewhere in that it was range. Definitely so he top should be 20, good. So. Yeah, as you mentioned, TJ Watt. This is you know, not this is a legit defense, probably. Um, kind of depends on how they play. Yeah. I think but, it'll I mean, be Floyd, I think it'll be a good test for them to start the season off yeah, against a, for sure. a difficult team, but I I I see him winning. For sure. I I definitely definitely expect the Patriots to win. Okay, so Faith, let's hear your uh winner pick for this game and I want to know like percentage-wise, like how likely they are. All right. So I shockingly picked the Patriots to win this game. I'm going to say 78%. Um, I'm not go- I don't want to hit 80 because that's like really confident. I want to stay a little below the com- the highest confidence level, but I obviously see them winning. Um, I want to go 75% uh-huh. and I see the Patriots yep. winning. Um, and, and I guess the reason is, I mean, that, that defense, certainly we haven't seen it come together yeah. and we should be a little more skeptical than we are, but that's a legit defense it should be able to stop James Conner, no problem. It should be able to shut down Juju Smith-Schuster, no problem. Maybe even James Washington. We'll see who they have on third string. And obviously, we have a great home crowd. Hopefully, yes. we'll be able and, to shake up that yeah. offense a little bit. Yeah, that should be that should be loud. Banner night. I mean, last time it did go well, that was Kareem Hunt's coming out party. Um, but this time, this time it should go well. Um, so I'm just very excited to actually start the season. Me too. Can't wait to get to get to that game on Sunday. Oh yeah, let's go. Okay, everyone. So thank you for tuning in to Laser Focus, presented by Guy Boston Sports. My name is Justin Wolpert. Signing off. Follow us on Twitter at Laser Focus Pod. Thank Faith. Any final thoughts? Uh, just thank you for listening, and we got a game on Sunday night. Okay, let's go. We have meaningful football.